the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Aren't you glad you're a Christian? That you know God? Let's get back in in touch with the Lord again. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. I'm so happy to be with you again today. Moment, we'll go into the sanctuary and I'll preach the message entitled, Great is Thy Faithfulness. I, obviously, I took that title from a hymn entitled, Great is Thy Faithfulness. But God is so faithful. He's true to His Word. Uh, he never needs to apologize for making a promise and not keeping that promise. God answers prayer. Friend, I believe this is going to be a faith-building message that will increase your faith in the Lord and cause you to praise Him with greater appreciation than perhaps before. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has provided. He has done that for me. He's done it for you. And he's going to provide for you now. Whatever your need is, he's going to faithfully provide and meet that need. Come with me into the sanctuary. Hear the message. Glorify the Lord. Be built up in the faith. And know the power of God's intervention in your life. Now, you may notice, and listening to the organ, the title is, Great is Thy Faithfulness. God has done great and mighty things for us. His faithfulness is real. It has never failed. It never will fail. God is God, and He never changes. The scripture that was read, Lamentation, verse chapter 3, For His compassions never fail, They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. There's the scripture that inspired this great and wonderful hymn to be written. This beautiful, beautiful hymn was written by a man by the name of Thomas Chisholm. Mr. Chisholm was born in Franklin, Kentucky. At age 27, he received Jesus as his own personal Lord and Savior. For a short time, he was a minister, but uh, because of poor health, he had to give up the ministry. At that time, he moved to New Jersey. He became an an insurance salesman in an office behind a desk that would best meet the needs of his health. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand and know is that this hymn was not written out of any tragedy. Many of the hymns and songs that we sing, there's a tragedy. And out of that tragedy, the writer gives praise to the Lord. It is he becomes or she becomes inspired as a result of that tragedy. So friend, listen listen to me. You don't have to have something go wrong in order to experience God's faithfulness. This man 
One morning, he got up there in New Jersey, and he just began to think about God. That's all. He just began to think about God. You know, there's a hymn, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. Well, maybe that's what he was doing that morning. And he became so inspired at how God had blessed and directed his life that he started pinning these words, Great is thy faithfulness. He reflected on God's greatness and God's faithfulness. So I encourage you today to look to the Lord with praise, with thanksgiving in your heart, not because something has gone wrong and God has delivered you from the fire or from the the raging sea or from some great sickness or some heart or cancer failure. No, just praise God because God is God and he's made you a child of God and experience his blessing because his blessing will come upon you. Now, I would be hard-pressed to think of one of the verses or phrases of this beautiful song and say that's my favorite. Because every one of those verses and phrases speaks to me of God's blessing. For instance, morning by morning, new mercies I see. To wake up in the morning, a new day. Breathing the air, a new slate, I'm alive, food to eat, shelter, clothing, a job to go to. I can start counting my blessings and on and on. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. What God has done and how God has blessed. This past week I was talking to a a friend that I've known since he was a little boy. And he's a very successful businessman today. He goes to another church. But... uh, I asked him, I said, how are you doing? Have you ever asked anybody that? It usually really really gets me when I pass somebody on the street and I'll say, hello, and they'll say, how are you today? And keep right on going. (laughs) Wait a minute, I'll tell you. I'll answer that question. (laughs) But I asked my friend, how are you doing? Haven't seen you for a while, haven't talked to you. And this is what he said, and I had to stop and think about it for a moment. He said to me, my worst day is 90% better than somebody else's best day. My worst day is better than somebody else's, 90% better than somebody else's best day. Friend, every day you're a believer. Every day God is with you. Every day you have his presence. Let's just praise the Lord And give thanks to God and worship him. He is our God and our Lord. Now the scripture says in James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights. Who does not change like shifting shadows. Now God made the planets. The sun, the moon, the stars. And they're moving all the time. Because God made them to move. That's how they were designed. But God never moves. God never changes. All of a sudden, it becomes dark. And then it becomes daylight. It's morning again. And we pass through the day. And then there is summer and fall and the winter and springtime and harvest. And it it goes again and it goes again. Ever changing, ever changing, always changing. But God is the only, only one 
who never changes. He is faithful, always, all the time, available. He is always with us. God never changes. Trina and I pastored a little church, country church down in Virginia. It was our first church. It was a beautiful little church, almost like something you would see under a Christmas tree. Little, a little white church building along a country road. And next door, about the length of this platform, was a little white parsonage made out of the same white clapboard that the church was made out of. And then over to, on the other side was a very small cemetery. And there was a young man, he was in his early 40s. Roy Rooker was his name. He was mentally challenged. Roy had an adult man's body over six feet tall, but he rode a bicycle and he talked like a little boy. This was the thing I want to tell you about Roy. Roy would tell time by looking at the sun. Now, on a cloudy day, he had some, he was challenged. <laughs> it was difficult. But I've never met anybody like Roy. He could look at the sun and he would come real close. And very often, Roy would come by our house and come by the parsonage and he would eat a meal with us. And I enjoyed him. He was a really a nice fellow. And one day while we were there at the kitchen table, uh, I asked Roy, what time is it, Roy? And I thought he was going to look out the window at the sun, and instead he pointed to the clock on the kitchen wall. <laughs> so, pretty sharp guy, wasn't he? <clears throat> so what, what I'm saying is that everything changes, and our, even our clocks and our watches are set according to the movements of God in space. But God never moves. He never casts a shadow. He is always the same. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. God is always coming forth. In, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is telling his followers that God is going to supply your every need. Now, that word that he gave to them then, he's giving to us today because we have it here in the book. Every need, physical needs, material needs, temporal needs, financial needs, relational needs, every need that we may have, God is going to take care of it and bless us and meet our needs. On one occasion in the Old Testament, God spoke to Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Isaac and Abraham were walking toward the mountain where they were going to do the sacrificing. Isaac said to Abraham, we have the wood, we have the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And Abraham, I know he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. He said, my son, God will provide the sacrifice. Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. So friend, today we, we think of that statement that Abraham made. I, I, I hope and pray that you will make that statement. What, what is your need today? Don't, don't speak out. Is, is hold it. But tell yourself what the need is. God is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. He will meet that need, whatever the need is. God will provide. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Our friend, I have a gift I want to give to you. It's a book containing 199 promises of God. 
These promises will breathe new life into you. Write or call or go online and request your copy today. God sent his word and healed them spiritually, emotionally, physically. James 5.15 And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. Write or call and request your copy of the 199 Healing Word Promises. Friend, it would be greatly appreciated if you would send an offering to support the Healing Word Radio Ministry. Your contribution is very much needed and appreciated. Thank you now in advance. God bless you. And I hope to see you at the Largo Community Church, 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. I'll look for you in one of our worship services, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Call the church office, 301-249-2255. Blessings, friend. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. I'm getting the feeling that... I'm getting the feeling, even now, that there are needs that have not yet been provided for. And I'm not going to blame God for that. Not really going to blame you for it. I'm going to ask you to look to the God who cares for you, who loves you, and who will never change. Friend, go back and pray about it again. And then go back and pray about it again. And then come to church and pray about it again. Hold on. Believing that God is there for you. This unchangeable God. Remember, you just sang, great is thy faithfulness. There's a lot of Christians that, I'm going to call them tired Christians, wore out Christians. They have been praying. Nothing seemingly has been happening. Strength for today. Strength to keep going. Strength not to give up. Don't give up. Hang in there. Strength for today. There's a man, you may remember his name. He's in heaven today. Name is Dorothy Andrew, uh, uh, no, Thomas Andrew Dorsey. Now I've got it right. Thomas Andrew Dorsey. Strength for today. Mr. Dorsey was at a revival meeting in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. He and his wife, Nettie, lived in Chicago. A young married couple, always together. She was pregnant, just about ready to give birth. But Mr. Dorsey was called off to be part of a great revival campaign. He had become a Christian. He was a jazz singer for many years. And then he gave his heart to the Lord. And instead of writing jazz and doing jazz, now he writes gospel music and, and sings the gospel. And in many circles, he's referred to as the father of gospel music. Well, he went to that revival meeting and they asked him to sing and he sang. And when he was finished singing, they asked him, sing again. And he sang another song. Oh, sing again. He sang three or four songs, one right after another. And then the people were plotting, rejoicing in the Lord. Then he went and he sat down. And just as he sat down, someone came up to him with a Western Union envelope and handed to him. He was seated there. He tears open, opens it up, and it says, your wife died. I'm just singing for the Lord. And my wife died? Well, listen, I want Mr. Dorsey, in his own words, to tell the story. 
Listen to it now. Back in 1932, I was 32 years old and a fairly new husband. My wife Nettie and I were living in a little apartment on Chicago's south side. One hot August afternoon, I had to go to St. Louis, where I was to be the featured soloist at a large revival meeting. I didn't really want to go. Nettie was in the last month of pregnancy with our first child, but a lot of people were expecting me in St. Louis. In the steaming St. Louis heat, the crowd called on me to sing again and again. When I finally sat down, a messenger boy ran up with a Western Union telegram. I ripped open the envelope, pasted on the yellow page with the words, your wife just died. When I got back, I learned that Nettie had given birth to a boy. I swung between grief and joy, yet that night the baby died. I buried Nettie and our little boy together in the same casket. Then I fell apart. For days, I closeted myself. I felt that God had done me an injustice. I didn't want to serve him anymore or write gospel songs. I just wanted to go back to that jazz world I once knew so well. But still, I was lost in grief. Everyone was kind to me, especially a friend, Professor Fry, who seemed to know what I needed. On the following Saturday evening, he took me up to Malone Polo College, a neighborhood music school. It was quiet. The late evening sun crept through the curtain windows, and I sat down at the piano, and my hands began to browse over the keys. And this is what came forth. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on. Let me stand. I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord. Lead me home. And this man blessed the world and is continuing to bless through the words of that song. Surely someone today in this congregation is tired. You've, what, what we call, you've just sort of hit a stained glass wall. Your life isn't going very far at the moment. But God has you here today to tell you that he loves you and he's going to help you. And you are to look to him for he's the author and the finisher of your faith. And he's going to take you through a new commitment, a prayer, a confession will turn everything around for you. Yesterday, I was talking to my daughter down in Georgia. And she told me about this prayer meeting that we're going to have Thursday night. that We have on the very first Thursday of every month. But yesterday when I was talking to my daughter, she was asking me about the funeral of Bill Wilson, former assistant pastor Bill Wilson. We affectionately called him Pastor Wilson. She said uh, several years ago, 
He was standing in that circle. We divide up that night. We take the cards. We divide into circles of four or five. We hold hands and each, we pray around the circle. Apparently somebody was being prayed for, maybe in that circle or maybe on the card, who was nigh unto death. And the tendency is for us to always say, Lord, heal them. God, heal them. By your stripes we were healed. And and Bill Wilson spoke up and he said, basically, God doesn't heal everyone. And he says, when, I'm, I'm all paraphrasing, but I'm quoting, and my daughter was telling me this over the phone, and I had never heard it before, that Bill said, when you're a child of God, you have strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, and when it does come time to die, why should we want to stay here when we know our names are written in heaven in the book of life? that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and we want to stay here and we pray, heal me, heal me, heal me. Sometimes we resist and maybe like, like they, in a colloquial way, say they pull the plug on you and let you go. He said, but if you know where you're going, you have no fear. Yes. Rebecca, my daughter, said, that's the kind of man Bill Wilson was. He knew where he was going but I believe there's a lot of Christians, they, they just don't know where they're going. They're, they're not going very far in this life. They, they've hit that stained glass ceiling. But they don't have that bright hope for tomorrow. Because somehow there's been a disconnect with heaven, with the church, uh, with the word, walking with God. So I'm going to ask you just a couple of Two or three questions and then I'm going to conclude. First question is, does God exist? I think most of us would say yes. We need to start acting like it, don't we? (laughs) Does God exist? Okay, the next question. Do you know him? Some would say yes. Maybe some would say no. But here is the question. Do you know him as one who answers prayer and provides for all your need? Temporal needs, eternal needs. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Friend, again, you may have hit that stained glass ceiling. Today, experience spiritual rapture in your soul because the Lord is here to help you and bless you. If there's sin... Christian, if you've sinned, you're a Christian, but you've sinned, come back to the Lord. Tell God about it. Be open. Be transparent. God knows all about it, but he wants you to take it to him and give it over to him and call it what it is. Do that. I don't know your heart. God knows your heart. God wants you back again, but you can't serve God and serve mammon or sin at the same time. If you don't know him as your personal savior, today give your heart to the Lord. And Christian, if you're tired and you're weary, in your heart, precious Lord, take my hand. (laughs) Lead me on. Let me stand. Guess what? He'll do it. He'll take your hand and lead you out from wherever you are 
from wherever you're stuck, He'll lead you out into that brightness of His glory. God wants you, friend. He loves you with an everlasting love. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. Our friend, I have a gift I want to give to you. It's a book containing 199 promises of God. These promises will breathe new life into you. Write or call or go online and request your copy today. God sent His Word and healed them spiritually, emotionally, physically. James 5.15 And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. Write or call and request your copy of the 199 Healing Word Promises. Friend, it would be greatly appreciated if you would send an offering to support the Healing Word Radio Ministry. Your contribution is very much needed and appreciated. Thank you now in advance. God bless you. And I hope to see you at the Largo Community Church, 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. I'll look for you in one of our worship services, 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Call the church office, 301-249-2255. Blessings, friend. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.